Hello, this is Angie Meadows. This is the Rocker Recovery. We're coming to you from Expression Studio in Huntington, West Virginia. We're glad to have you for this radio show. Also be aired on my podcast called Rocker Recovery. You can find the PDF on enablersjourney.com. We are week four on the seven pillars of wisdom study. Today we're going to talk about the blessings of the fear of the Lord. And if you're building your house, wisdom is the roof and the foundation is the fear of the Lord. Now let's review what we've learned about the fear of the Lord already. In Proverbs 9.10, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And in Proverbs 8.13, it says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. So we're going to continue with the fear of the Lord, but today we're going to look at the blessings that come from having a fear of the Lord. The first question is in Proverbs 14.26. How is the fear of the Lord described? Proverbs 14.26. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for his children it will be a refuge. So how is the fear of the Lord described? Why, it's described as a secure fortress. And what is the blessing for our children? Well, it will be a refuge or a place of safety. The second question is Proverbs 22.4. What is the character trait that is coupled with the fear of the Lord? Humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor and life. So what is the character trait? Humility. So what are the blessings of humility with the fear of the Lord? Humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor and life. So the blessings that go with the fear of the Lord when it is alongside humility is wealth, honor, and life. And I believe that we really can't have a true fear of the Lord if we have pride. It takes a humbling of ourselves, a surrendering, a committing our lives to Christ, knowing our dependency is upon Him in order to have that humility to be able to walk in that fear of the Lord. Now, one mental activity you might want to do right here is to compare and contrast the difference between earthly riches and heavenly riches. Earthly riches are those treasures that are here upon the earth where the moth and the rust corrupt them where thieves can break in and steal them. But our heavenly riches, those are not riches that anyone can steal. That is the fruit of the Spirit that's developed in our hearts and manifested in our lives. The fruit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, which is also self-control. These things cannot be taken from us. They are things that are developed in our heart and riches and treasures that cannot be taken away from us. As we develop these treasures, they will spill out from us onto others, and Christ will be evident in our lives. Now let's move from Proverbs back to Psalms, and question number three will be Psalms 3119. What fruit of the Spirit has God stored up for those who fear Him? How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those that fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. So what is that fruit of the Spirit? It is goodness. He stores it up for us. Now let's drop down one verse to Psalms 31.20. Where shall he hide the people who 
fear in Him. In the shelter of your presence, you hide them from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling, you keep them safe from accusing tongues. I like the way the King James reads in this verse. It says, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Many times when there has been strife of tongues around me, I have prayed for God to hide me in that secret pavilion. And it's not very long before the ones with fussy tongues are diverted off another way. They're distracted and they leave me alone. So the question was, where shall he hide them? Why, he shall hide them in his secret place, in his shelter, the shelter of his presence. And what is he hiding them from? Well, he's hiding them from accusing tongues or the strife of tongues. Now let's go to question number five, Psalms 33, 18. Where is the Lord's eye? But the eye of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. So where is the Lord's eye? It's on those who fear him. And what is the attitude of those who fear the Lord? Let's read this again and see if we can find their attitude. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. That unfailing love is also translated mercy, in his unfailing mercy. So it is the hope of believers those who have the fear of the Lord have hope, even in difficult times. The next verse is Psalms 85, 9. What is near those who fear the Lord? Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, and his glory may dwell in our land. So what is near those that fear the Lord? Salvation is near those who fear the Lord. Now what dwells in the land with us if we fear the Lord? Let's read the last part of that verse. His glory may dwell in our land. So we have the glory of God dwelling in our land the more our people fear the Lord. Question number seven, Psalms 103, verse 11. How great is his love or his mercy upon them that fear him? For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. So how high, how great is his love? Well, it's as high as the heaven is above the earth. Now let's go to verse 12 of Psalms 103. What does his love or his mercy do for us? As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So this mercy, this love, removes our sins from us. It not only removes them, it moves them as far as the east is from the west. And I don't think the east and the west ever really meet up. I think they're just way far apart. Now number 9, Psalms 103.13. Who does he have compassion on? Psalms 103.13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those that fear him. This fear of the Lord is very important very important that we don't fear man, but we fear the Lord. Do you remember from yesterday's lesson, the fear of man is a snare? And the fear of the Lord is compassion today, which means it's mercy. Now let's go to number 10, Psalms 103, 13. How long will God's love or his mercy endorse towards me 
if I fear him. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. So it will endure from everlasting to everlasting. That sounds like forever. Now the second part of this verse says, And his righteousness with their children's children. So how will my children and my grandchildren benefit? They will benefit from his righteousness and his righteousness with their children's children. And that's because I chose to fear the Lord and to walk with him. Now let's see if there's a condition to my children and grandchildren getting this promise in Psalms 103.18. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. Did you hear that if-then statement? If our children keep his covenant and remember his precepts, then they will be able to have the blessings of his righteousness that came down through us because we feared the Lord. Now let's go to Psalms 115.11. What is the command to those who fear the Lord? You who fear him trust in the Lord. So the command is for us to trust in him. Now the second part of that verse, the second question is, What is the blessing for trusting in God? Well, he is their help and their shield. So there it is. If we trust in the Lord, if we fear the Lord, he will be our help and our shield. He has bound himself to us to provide for us in such a way. Number 13, we're getting close to the end. Psalms 115, 13, what will the Lord do for me if I fear him? He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. So he will bless me. Psalms 115.14 Who else will partake of my blessing? May the Lord make you increase, both you and your children. So this blessing, this promise goes to my children and my children's children. Now the last verse is Psalms 145.19 If I fear the Lord, what two things can I expect according to this verse? Psalms 145.19 He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears the cry, and he saves them. So he will fulfill my desire. He will hear my cry and save me. That's not two things, that's three. So when we fear the Lord and fellowship with him and fully give him our hearts, we will have exactly the righteous desires that he wants us to possess. Now the only desire that David had at the end of his life was God. Let's look at Psalm 73, 25 and 26. Whom have I in heaven but you, and earth has nothing I desire besides you? My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So in the end of David's life, all he wanted was God. So let me give you some review questions to see if you were paying attention. How is the fear of the Lord manifested in our life? Number two, What is the character trait that will be prominent in a person's life if they fear the Lord? Number three, what fruit of the Spirit is given to those who fear God? Number four, how great is God's love or His mercy for those who fear Him? And number five, what are two things my children must not forget if they want to receive my blessings? Now I teach Sunday school for third through fifth graders, so eight to eleven-year-olds. And after we finish the study, when I give them the review questions, they know every answer. They have been paying attention. So these studies are not only for the older, but they are for the younger too. And I've done studies like this with as young as seven, and they just need a little help finding their scripture. But soon, 
they'll not only find their scriptures, they'll be practicing how to beat you find the scripture. Now let me pray for you. Blessed Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that directs and guides our lives. Give us humility and the fear of the Lord. Hide us in your secret place from the strife of tongues. Protect us and save us. Be our shield and our help. Guide us to remember to cry unto you. Place within our hearts the desire you have for us. Bring salvation to our homes. Bless us and our children, our current and our future children, to remember your covenant and to obey your commands. Let us have a strong confidence in you, our Lord and our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let's look at the outline. The blessings are, there's a place of refuge for my children. I will have riches, honor, and life. I will have goodness. I'll be hidden in the shelter or in the secret place of his presence. His eye will be upon me. Salvation will be near me. Protection from accusing tongues. His glory will be upon our land. His love and mercy will be as high as the heaven above the earth. Our sins will be as far as the east is from the west. He will have compassion and pity on us. His love and mercy will endure forever. My children and grandchildren will have his righteousness. He will be our shield and our helper. Now the character trait I most need to work on here is humility. My responsibility will be to purpose to build a secure fortress, a strong confidence in the Lord, to choose to trust the Lord, to exercise my hope in His unfailing love, to keep covenant with Him, to obey and do His commands, to teach these things to my children and my grandchildren. Now the memory verse I'd like for you to work on is Proverbs 14:26. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress, a strong confidence, and for his children, it will be a refuge. Let's say that again. Proverbs fourteen twenty six. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress, a strong confidence, and for his children it will be a refuge. Now here's your thought to ponder. When you take your last breath on this earth, what will really matter? And this is the Rocky Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. I hope you enjoyed this lesson today. If you want to hear it again, you can listen to it on Rocker Recovery Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. And our website is enablersjourney.com. We'll see you later.